Hello and welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking Politics. In this mini-series, which I'm going to call Conversations with Clive, I'm going to talk in depth about specific subjects. So today it will be vitamin C. So Clive, just why is vitamin C so good? I would say firstly because we're all low on it. Uh, everybody pretty much. You know, I used to have an organic farm for about 10 years and there I was eating food that was really fresh. You know, I picked it myself and I had no need of vitamin C as a, a supplement. Well, why would I need it? I was getting it all from fresh fruits and vegetables. But by the time those fruits and vegetables have hit your supermarket, the warehouse on the way and been flown about and sitting in your fruit bowl or veg bowl, then uh, how much vitamin C is left? Your know, minerals last forever, but vitamins deteriorate with heat and time. So I would say most of us, a lot of people have mild scurvy, you know, the big vitamin C deficiency symptom, and don't know it. So you know, it's almost all of us, I'd say, who, who are low on vitamin C, pretty much the whole population. And um, what to do about it? Well, the first time I ever saw terminal cancer reversed was my dad's friend. This is about 35 years ago. That was a K. It is. Yeah. Cancer with a K. Uh, cure with a K. Anyway, um, what I witnessed was that he got cancer for the second time. Uh, he was told he was going to die, had a limited number of weeks left. He contacted Linus Pauling, the famous vitamin C researcher, who advised him to take 35 grams of ascorbic acid in divided doses. Too much gives you diarrhea. Uh, and when he did die 20 years later, it wasn't from cancer. So there are many, many cases where cancer with a K uh, has been proven to be overcome with very large doses of vitamin C, and they may be huge. I recommend to everybody to watch a, a three-minute video called Reverse Pneumonia in Three Hours, where Dr. Andrew Saul has pneumonia, high temperature, it's not coming out, or you know, all the usual things, and he takes two grams of vitamin C every six minutes. Three hours later, his pneumonia has ended. And he's right as rain. Yep, yep, gone back to normal. Uh, he then tells a story about a 20 pound baby, about one year old, who had been ill for days, crying and snot and all that stuff. And they gave the baby 20 grams of vitamin C uh, over a day, and that sorted the baby out. Now these are massive doses, and doctors would uh, be apoplectic probably to know the sort of doses, but there have been cases of cancer with a K that have needed over 100 uh, grams of vitamin C uh, intravenously over a 24 hour period. So the more you're ill, the more you need. If you're perfectly well and eating super healthily, well, you probably don't need any. But most people probably need maybe half a teaspoonful of pure powder over a day, something like that, would be a couple of grams, could take twice a day. Vitamin C supposedly only lasts about 12 hours in the body, so taking twice a day is a good idea. Then you start slow. Some people are so sensitive, they take more than an eighth of a teaspoonful and they've got diarrhea, so that's no good. You've got to work up very slowly, find your level. And if your tummy starts rumbling, well, that's probably as much as you can take at one time. But I, I had a couple some years ago now. Um, both of them were under the weather. But they didn't have anything specific that they could yeah. say was a problem. Anyway, I, I 
suggests that he takes a couple of grams every 15 minutes and gets to 20 grams, then he's in the bathroom. Right? So that was his threshold. So the next day he wants to cut down a bit. And that's known as bowel tolerance. Bowel tolerance, exactly. The woman gets up to 80 grams and runs out of daytime. She's run out of day and still hadn't reached bowel tolerance. So she was a lot more ill than he was. That would be the conclusion. So what are the sort of things that can go wrong if you don't have enough vitamin C? But it's almost everything, almost everything, because um, vitamin C is an antioxidant, as pretty much everybody knows. And the things that sort of destroy our bodies over time are uh, free radicals and um, what, what they call um, ROS, uh, a type of oxygen species which does us harm. And antioxidants can correct that because um, we suffer from oxidants, just like steel goes rusty, it oxidizes, we can oxidize and things begin to go wrong. So vitamin C is, is one of many very powerful antioxidants and it can just keep us healthy. So back in what the 60s, that sort of time period, there were medical doctors, uh, Dr. Klenner, Dr. Cathcart and a few others who were giving vitamin C in high doses to clients who had polio, smallpox, everything that we might call an infectious disease, and was curing a lot of them, reversing things that even doctors today still don't know how to do, but they were doing it 40, 50 years ago, and all the proof is out there. It's not, not hard to find, actually. So if you're not taking vitamin C, if somebody's not taking vitamin C, it's really worth trying it. I've had people within a day say, I got my energy back. Now, Getting your energy back can require many things, but for a lot of people, if you love vitamin C, you might have skin problems, you might have arterial problems, you might have high cholesterol because uh, you don't have enough vitamin C to repair the arteries properly. Uh, so many, so many things that vitamin C should do. Everybody needs it. What sort of things can inhibit the absorption of vitamin C? Because I, I, I was once, I was in a health shop and just got talking to this woman. And she's talking about how don't have caffeine like an hour before and after because that can basically just piss out more. And now I've read about things like soy lecithin inhibiting the body because there's a way some, and I don't know how true this is, but there's a way that vitamins and mineral companies basically keep people buying things because they'll have things like soy lecithin in their vitamin and mineral product and the body can't absorb as much with that so basically gets them to go buy more. What other ways can inhibit your body absorbing it? Well, aside from the fact of not eating enough uh, fresh food in terms of fruit and vegetables, um, I, would, I would suggest every bad thing that people are doing from eating processed foods to excess alcohol to smoking to a whole host of things, they're gonna knock down your vitamin C. And most people aren't eating like their ancestors did, which is how we should be eating. You know? locally, seasonally, hopefully having grown it or foraged it ourselves, or killed it ourselves. So, um, uh, modern life, I would say, is depleting vitamin C, and there are all the other cofactors, because to make vitamin C work properly, you want to have a good level of magnesium, for example. And just like vitamin C, uh, vitamin C is number one, magnesium deficiency is number two. And with babies, how, because, when they're young, they obviously can't eat what we eat, can they? They 
again, that could be a complete fallacy, but... Well, they, they are eating what their mother eats. Just but so but when, what, post-birth, in like the first few months, they couldn't have a Sunday roast. <laughs> but mum can. So by her taking vitamin C and then drinking the breast milk, do they get vitamin C well, through that? Um, yes, I think is the answer. Uh, I, don't, I can't, I've never studied it, but they must be because it's so essential. And um, you know, there are people who eat no vegetables and no fruit at all and still do all right, which leads me to believe there's actually vitamin C in meat or meat products, but it just hasn't maybe been recognised yet. Um, but it's one of the few, we're one of the few animals on the planet that have to take, take in vitamin C. Most other animals make it. I suppose that makes sense. If you ate an animal that can make it, they probably have it. Well, one, in one would assume so, yes. So how would you get, if, you, if a sick baby was brought to you, how would you administer vitamin C to, well, say, like a three-month-old child? Um, well, I'm not sure I would. Um, it varies, depends what's wrong with the child as to what you would consider. So without having the child yeah. in front of me, I, I don't are, are there ways, are there conditions uh, where they need it? You can test vitamin C, but I, you know, I don't, generally speaking, see babies, so mm. I've not got the experience to say, ah, oh. but um, if the mother's eating really well, uh, the baby should get everything they need through the mother's milk, everything. So that if the mother's eating crisps and sugar and highly processed foods and they're poisoning their baby by not eating organically. You know, people have got to understand that most food is poisoned. You know, the average supermarket, what, 95% is going to be poisoned with preservatives, fungicides, herbicides, larvicides, God knows what they've sprayed. I spoke to an apple farmer that I met in the market once and I said I used to be a farmer and I said, those are nice looking apples, what have you done? And he, he explained uh, that he sprayed on something like 27 chemicals over the growing season, then sprayed wax on to stop the rain washing them off. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, apples aren't meant to be waxy and shiny. No. That's the wax they've sprayed on to keep the pesticides inside. That makes sense, actually, because I started getting, when eating apples, I was getting a flush face, oh. which almost makes sense that, well... Poisoning. Yeah, I'm poisoning myself with an apple. Yeah. I thought you only really see that in like the uh, the Disney films with the poisoned apple. That's right. Yes, now now it's in every shop. Um, just milder. Yeah. But you know, most people um, have got at one level what they call a leaky gut, where their gut lining has become a little porous. So uh, you've heard the expression, I'm not trying to be rude, that some people are full of shit. Well, some people are not only constipated, but if they've got a leaky gut lining, little bits of feces are coming through the gut lining into the bloodstream, possibly into the brain. Literally full of shit. Yeah. And you know, I, I would say it would be pretty safe to say that almost everybody who gets a bowel condition has been constipated at some point. And what we've mentioned already, two answers to constipation. Vitamin C, take enough vitamin C, you will not be constipated. <laughs> uh, you just won't be. But better would be to take the right amount of magnesium for you. If you take the right amount of magnesium, you, again, won't be constipated because magnesium allows your body to relax, every cell of the body to relax. And in that state, 
um, you're going to hit the bathroom sooner or later, but you might need to take more magnesium than you might have thought. You know, most people, if they are taking magnesium, A, are they taking the right type, the type that actually works, or the wrong type, which doesn't work very well, and are they taking enough? People think, well, I take one capsule a day, or I take two capsules a day. Some people who are really low, just for the first few days of supplementing with magnesium, might need 10 or 12 a day, mm. just for a few days to get their levels up. And, you know, there are people who've gone from suicidal to not suicidal, they've gone from not sleeping to sleeping, they've gone from having twitches and cramps and spasms, menstrual cramps, to not having uneven heartbeat, that sort of thing, fixed in a day. It's got to be the right type, the right mm. amount. What would you say is the most impressive thing vitamin C has done? What, what like, you know, to a... Well, apart, apart from reversing cancer and saving lives, apart from that one. In theory, and with a K, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, uh, you know, I mean, when I was at school, when I was young, I'm now 68, so it was a while back, um, I knew people who'd contracted polio, and they couldn't walk properly and stuff like that. Vitamin C could have cured that. It's not that it wasn't published in the doctor's literature, mm. it was. It was just ignored. Yeah, because I saw a video I was watching recently, that Dr. Raymond Obam Sawin. He was talking about, I imagine you've heard of it, uh, a book called Every Second Child. Mm -hmm. uh, it, was in, it was in Australia, so literally they would they'd almost press gang children and vaccinate them with X, Y and Z. And every second child was dying. And there's got a Dr. Detman, I believe his name was. He was doing this research and he was like, look, these jabs are killing kids. And they tried silencing him to a point where they couldn't silence him anymore. So what they did was they sent a, a team of scientists to show they're doing something. And it was Dr. Kalakarinos, or it's well, the other way around, but anyway, one of them was in this team of scientists to almost disprove things. And he eventually went, holy shit. This guy is right. These jabs are actually killing children. But he still, in a way, believed in vaccination. He was researching vaccination when administered with a high amount of vitamin C. And all the problems you see post-vaccination dropped to about 90%. He then eventually went on to believe that, and rightly so, all jabs are just crap, poison and deadly. But it was amazing to see how even this toxic sludge they were injecting into children when administered with a high amount of vitamin C, problems weren't there, or rather in a much smaller amount. But with British fruit, if you were to, you know, pick as freshly possible, what are the best fruits people can get in terms of vitamin C? Um, well... Or even not just fruit, veg. Yeah. Um... Veg, things like uh, red peppers, uh, are full, full of vitamin C. The original research was done on chili peppers. Uh, but, you know, pretty much everything that is fruit-like, you know, tomatoes, uh, you know, the citrus fruits, everybody knows about them. Uh, I would say the healthiest fruits of the lot, whether they've high vitamin C, I'm not entirely sure, would be the berries. Raspberries, cancer, blueberries, all got anti 
cancer properties to them. Uh, you know, and the berries are less sweet than all the other fruits, whereas most people have got you know, either type 2 diabetes or uh, insulin resistance or they're overweight, the berries are the best bet. What sort of things does vitamin C work best with? Like, does it have like a, a certain... Well, I'd say magnesium, but um, really all the nutrients are synergistic. To some degree, they all have an interplay with each other. So, you know, vitamin C has an interplay with CoQ10. The CoQ10 is a supplement that everybody on statins will be low on. So anybody on statins, A, needs to come off them because they're a waste of time, proven to be a waste of time, and damaging. The, the statistics off the top of my head are something like for every one person who's helped, a hundred are hindered. Mm. I mean, it's crazy, and there are 11 million people or so on statins in the UK right now. And the lead researcher for the NHS uh, for the statin program is on record of saying something like a half an hour's mild gardening or walking is as good as statin. This guy called Dr. Peter Kokinos. And you know, it was published in the newspapers, mm. everybody ignored it, including the NHS. There was money in it. Mm. Why did I, I was doing one of my little concoctions the other day and um, I had a glass of vitamin C in and then I put iodine in and, and then it disappeared. Yes. Yes, you don't want to take the two together because they interact. What happened? They an hour apart. We just neutralised the iodine, I think. Ah, right. <laughs> so I'll stop putting iodine in my smoothie then because I imagine that. This is, yeah, just take the iodine separately from everything else. Anything else on vitamin C people should know? Well, there's an incredible book. Uh, by Dr. Thomas Levy, um, and it's called something like Vitamin C, the answer to all diseases, something, something like that. And he goes through everything that vitamin C has cured over the decades. And as I say, it's, it's more or less everything. It's magic. Is that L-E-V-Y? Yes. I think I've heard of him. I'll have to get that book. Well, Clive, thanks very much. It's been very interesting, and hopefully you can fix many people out there just by watching this video. Well, they'll be fixing themselves, obviously. <laughs>